Off the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. All right, it is the penultimate weekend of the football season. And at this stage, it looks like an unassailable lead in the quick picks for Shane Hannan. He has moved on to 23 points, making Will on 18 apiece after last week. Because Shane Hannan, you picked up a bonus point. Mm, love these bonus Going points. Only against the grain on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Went for the Cats. Back in the Cats. Just had a feeling, you know. I'm getting the margin right as well. Yeah, one to three. Um, well, I, I figure both games will be very, very tight. I think we all went for... Oh, you went for four to six in, in Limerick. Galway, we, myself and Mick went for one to three. Um, probably a bigger margin than I expected. But yeah, just f- something about Kilkenny in a semi-final. <laughs> Never back against them. Mm. And I was I was sorry to do it with Mick beside me because I know it hurt him. But um, I think... Yeah, the, that's what hurt me. The result itself maybe hurt, <laughs> <laughs> hurt slightly more. Yeah. Oh, I'm a point further behind him quick <laughs> after this. Yeah. Um, it has given you an incredible lead. It's now. not over yet. No, there's, oh, there's no, bonus points still. I'm more interested in the fact that, like, Shane's got such a big weekend. Like, I mean, he's basically wrapped up the, the quick picks title. Done. Like, so he's coming in here high as a kite, doesn't he? Like, you know, he can pick anything. So all his focus is on the second uh, leg of the trifecta, uh, which is winning the crappy quiz. Yeah. in a half an hour right yeah, so you go is. win the crappy quiz the momentum that you're taking into Crow Park tomorrow then imagine I won the quiz imagine the, the, m- the momentum that I have to bring the, the positivity I bring to Crow Park I could even play Mon and Song at the end of it or something I don't know I'm feeling in a positive what mood what is Mon and Song? well that, that, that there is one um, Monaghan All The Way by Declan Nerney it was recorded quite recently there's one called Farney Army da, 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 da. yeah Farney Army <laughs> that's more of a terrorist song it is but there's actually words in the, if you listen to the YouTube version it's, it's very good by a band called Rulia Bulia. Um there's, there's, a lot, there's a few de- decent Monaghan tunes Rulia Bulia are an awfully band as well what are they doing writing songs for you them? don't know actually maybe, maybe there's a link to Monaghan there somewhere potentially uh, again I'm just not sure what would happen if Sam Maguire was being brought around the pitch you know there's always that iconic song for each county yeah. that will go across the Tannoy in Crow Park mm. when the players are on the pitch uh, it's probably a Big Tom song or something. Well, what would know, be his most famous song? Can we not song? just rob the Saw Doctors to win just once? Because uh, people use that for Mayo, and they say it was written for Mayo, but they've won a few All Ireland's. We have never won it, so we want to win just once. And I'd be quite happy. I'd die a happy man if Man won one All Ireland in my lifetime. Not sure if that's a spoiler for his pick for the first of the football semi-finals tomorrow, but mm. um, we got the hurling wrong, Mick. We got to put our hands up here. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, got I head, picked. Mick. Yeah, I think I explained all my reasons actually, and. I think if you listen back, which nobody ever will, I wouldn't actually results business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but it's a results business. But I like I think I, I think my reasoning was sound in why I thought that Claire would be there or thereabouts. And then it went the other way, which is fine. That's all part of the picks. We went one to three mm-hmm. and it was one to three the other way. Shane got his bonus point, he's out in the lead now, that's fine. He doesn't sound bitter at all. No. Whatsoever. I, to be honest, I was a little bit more bitter with the fact that when Galway got a few frees towards the end of the game, they were understandably going for goals. Not yeah. thinking about my quick picks margins. Ah, yeah, you know, just be Pop a hero. Over. Put the ball over the bar. Take a six-point deficit. Don't try and score goals. <laughs> what can you do? Limerick by nine. So that's the All-Ireland final coming up, uh, Limerick against Kilkenny. Uh, so this week, lads, what's on the agenda? We've got both of the football semi-finals, and we're also doing the Talton Cup final uh, between Down and Mead tomorrow. So same five points up for grab as last week? I think we have to. Where, by the way, uh, did we count the Monaghan and 
We all got it wrong. Did we all pick Monaghan? Oh, okay, fine, yeah. It's, uh, six points up for Derry. Damn, that could have been an easy point for me if I just went for Derry. Mm-hmm. I should have known that Monaghan never win anything. Uh, hey. Hey. Um, six points up for grabs, isn't it? Six points up for grabs, three fixtures. Are we going, oh, we're not going for margins in the Talented Cup final. Well, we should. Because that's a... That's a Big uh, game. But I, th- I feel like that's a, a special kind of like added thing for like the... Five big, six biggest games of the it's year. Senior, the though, it's not like the minor the game last week. It's a senior game. Do you know? It's, 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 there's a yeah, trophy I'm, on that. I'm all for the margins there. Two to three. But you, but the only thing is, earlier the in the year, like at teams at the level of Mead and Down, all due respect, I'm more than happy to talk about the game and all. Mm. We're not we're not picking the margins. We're not like watching oh, listen, the whole season to get to. As someone with a five point lead, I'm all right, quite yeah, happy. Fine, yeah, we'll the leave the margins in. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you should be dying for a margin here. Bonus points all over the place. We'll do for the finals. So the margins then one to three, four to six, seven plus. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. So do we want to start with the Talton Cup final then, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, looks like it's going to be pretty much a full house, a full house based on the GA's email earlier today, and they reckon it won't be for the Talton Cup final. No, but they reckon by the end of uh, yeah. tomorrow night's doubleheader, it will have been full capacity. So down against Mead, I think this is a very, very difficult one to call. I don't know if I'd read too much into the ease with which Down went through Leash in the semi-final, but both these teams have been consistent. I think the two best teams are in the final. Um, they met back in the group stages. Mick, give us your first onslaught as to who's going to win tomorrow. <laughs> first of all, I think it's a, it's a, I'm delighted with this game existing. I think the history of the All Ireland final between them. I think the fact that there are two kind of sleeping giants in many ways who've won All Ireland finals in my lifetime. Anyway, I presume everybody's lifetime here. Mm-hmm. You born ninety four? Yeah, born ninety three. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So within all our lifetimes, uh, just about Shane, uh, these teams have won two All have won All Ireland. So this is what Talented Cup should be. It should be that kind of like stepping stone towards getting back to where you're supposed to be. Mead were always the team I remember when we talked about the second tier as the example of a team that would thrive and get reborn by playing a year in the second tier right. uh, so it looks like good so far in, in, in that regards um, I fancy down a little bit I have to say and not just because of the leash game but I think the Cavan you know what I mean I, th- I think that it seems to me that we've always thought that there was talent and down like I mean All-Ireland club champions a couple of years ago uh, and just sort of a team that just weren't in any way fulfilling the potential. Obviously, shit hit the fan mm. and there's been a kind of a rebirth, you know, and maybe that needed to happen. Maybe that's what, exactly what needed to happen and then what better way than winning a Talchin Cup to kind of um, seal that rebirth, I suppose, you know. So I just feel that they've all the momentum coming into it and in a 50-50 game, it's the only thing I can think of as a tiebreak. Yeah, I remember them being so disappointing in Division 2 of the league a couple of seasons ago, but Down have obviously now arrested that fall. And the other big carrot at the end of this, aside from a piece of silverware, Shane, is whoever wins this is guaranteed a place in the All-Ireland Series next year, yeah. which could be a difficult thing to uh, to achieve through league position. Yeah, it's not it's not the tournament that either of these counties will traditionally want to be in. Like they're Such big footballing counties, both Down and Mead, so Talton Cup is... Probably a little bit of an ego hit for both of them, but once you get to the final and you realise that you climb the steps of the Hogan Stand to lift a trophy in Croke Park for the winner tomorrow afternoon, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, like Down lost this game by two points at Parnell Park in the group stages of the Talton Cup. I don't know how much I'm going to read into that. Down famously hit 17 wides in that match, but that was largely down to a really stubborn move defence. They were having to shoot from outside the scoring zone. Um, Down have been going for goals. There's no secret of that. Like, what is it, 8-16 they put up against Leash? Uh, that like that Croke Park semi final would have been the first time in Croke Park for a lot of that down team. They're very young. A lot of them came through the twenties with uh, with Connor Laverty. The spine of the team is twenty three or twenty four, albeit there's a couple of more experienced heads there as well. Um, 
But I, I, I agree with Mick. I just think this down team are slightly further along the road mm. than me. Now, me, the Jordan Morris has been really, really good for me this year. Conor O'Rourke, I think, can say he's had a decent first year in charge. Um, albeit that have been disappointed with, with their league campaign. I, I do think Down are going to win this match. I think it's going to be a high-scoring match, a reasonably tight match. Um, and I, as I say, I just think Down are slightly further along. I, I'd probably say Down by four to six. Okay, what was your margin, Mick? By the way, uh, sorry, it was one to three. As I said, I, I don't have I don't have much between. You're going them. four to six, Shane. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I was going to say about the All Ireland carrot, uh, the All Ireland like being in the major championship, I think that's much more for Down. I can't see Mead. Don't forget, this year was very strange. We had weird draws in the provincial championships that meant that you were kind of guaranteeing that Sligo were, or you know, Sligo or Leitrim were going to get into the final. That was one place gone. Mm-hmm. There was, um, it ended up being, uh, you know, Clare took a place off Mead and um, the same in Leinster. You know, well, we already had West Mead, so went because the Division 3 team had um, had won. So it meant that there was going to be much fewer places than there normally will be. I don't think Mead are going to be thinking, going into next year, thinking relegation from Division 2. Mm. And chances are you'll have to get relegated to be in the Talisman Cup next year, you know. The only problem Mead could have is they have to start early in Leinster again. They could get Dublin on their side of the draw, then you don't get to a provincial final. Yeah, but I'm saying is if they're not in, if they're not in Division Three, what I mean is I don't think they're thinking to themselves we've no way in. Whereas Downer in Division Three, which they'll have to get out of and possibly win, it probably will be win, and that's a that's a tough thing to do. Like that's a very very tough division to get out of. So I think for Down this is their ticket, mm-hmm. and for me I think they'll think we four or five ways of getting in. <laughs> you know what I mean? That we're almost guaranteed. So I'm not saying that that'll matter on the day, but I'm just saying if there is this kind of sense of back in the big time and that matters at all, I think it's far more for Down than it is for me. Like, we yeah. also spoke to Danny Hughes with this on, on the show this morning, and like even though and this sounds ridiculous, Down won by 22 points against Leash, scored what eight sixteen. I still think Conor Laverty would have been pissed off at the end of that game, conceding two twelve mm. to Leash, uh, and letting them back into the game in the kind of the last quarter or third quarter. That would have pissed him off. He's a perfectionist, so like it's not like they won by such a high margin that they had nothing to work on in the build up to the final. He'll have been so pissed off defensively that they concede so, uh, a couple of goals, twelve points, uh, to a Leash team who, uh, let's be honest, were piss poor. Mm. Like that's one of the worst inter county performances I've ever seen. Do you think um, that'll actually motivate them? Because I mean, that's the most normal thing in the world. If you score as much as they scored in the first half, nobody keeps that intensity. I suppose up. you need but to use something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then maybe you, you'd, you'd get the sense that he's the type of manager that would so. come in and throw shit against the wall, even yeah. though they won by. I'd say it at least gave him something to talk about. 100%. Because otherwise, say if Leash had only got to five or six points, your team talk becomes difficult on the analysis that Monday yeah. afterwards. They won by 22. He'll be saying, "Why didn't we win that by 30? Like we were 30 points better than Leash today." Do you know, and it, it's irrelevant in the end. You know, it's it's, it's a clean slate heading into the Meath match. Um, it it too, I guess, gets used to the Croke Park pitch um, easier. Like the the down team are very fast, very speedy, and very fit. Uh, not saying Meath aren't fit as well, but I just think they suit the Croke Park pitch. Albeit, as I said, not many of them will have played there, except for maybe the few of the Kilku lads, I guess, at club level. But um, I just think down have, have slightly too much. Uh, I know they missed out on even promotion to Division 2. Like They won five games in their Division 3 campaign down, but losing to Cavan and Fermanagh was the death of them for getting promoted. Yeah. And I'd say they'll have used that as a little bit of siege mentality as well. They absolutely should have got promoted from Division 3. They were good enough on paper, uh, just didn't get the results, I guess. So, yeah, I, I just think down have have maybe more 
more steel in their eyes ahead of this one. Yeah, I think to get good perspective on this, by the way, Football Pod put out a bonus pod last mm-hmm. night. Andy McEntee, the Antrim manager, uh, was talking about Antrim against Meath and looking ahead to the Talbot yeah. Cup final. I was having a list to it this morning. But um, I think for me, lads, Meath had one poor performance, really, which was the first half against Offaly in the mm-hmm. Leinster Championship. Even second half, they probably could have wrestled it back, but they left themselves with too much to do. And they've been far more solid since they've dropped into the Talton. I wondered what... Mead's interest levels were going to be when they dropped in but they've taken this competition very seriously so far I wouldn't read a huge amount into the first group game because I think both teams knew they were going to qualify yeah. so I'm going tight margins as well and I'm going the same as Shane I'm going down 1-3 to three. I went, oh, I went four to six. Same as me. Same you, as sorry, Mick. same yeah. as Mick. One to three. Yeah. You're going four to six. Sorry. Yeah. Mead haven't. Mead weren't impressive in the league either, though. No. Like, and especially as it went on, they got worse and worse. Like so much so that yeah. there was a lot of anger in Mead at their performance in the league. So if you think about that, like, it's like that's where they're supposed to be battle hardened by playing Dublin's and Derry's and so on. But they didn't. So in this year, it's like they've played Talton Cup teams all the way through. At least down have had probably the other best Talton Cup team in Cavan, and they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, they played Armagh in the championship, you know, and obviously, you know, didn't really perform that day. But yeah. Armagh are obviously very, very good side and very hard to beat. So, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't take the two versus three sort of thing too seriously as well. You know, just another reason to go for down. Okay, we're so obviously going to win that game. Now we've all picked down. So we've gone down. Congratulations, across the board. Column. Uh, Mick and I have both gone uh, one to three, and it's uh, four to six for Shane. All right, Shane, you get first shout. I'm on in against Dublin because I'm intrigued as to what you're going to do. You're sitting on such a comfortable lead, mm. your heart can actually overwrite your head here if you want. Okay, I've been thinking about this Did you know his head doesn't pick Monaghan? Could be both. Yeah. I feel like you've been disrespected this week, have I, you? I think... Uh, no chance. Monaghan, yeah. Jim yeah. McConley did a preview the other day and he said this, there's absolutely, like, this game is already over. This game is already over. Dublin have this one. Uh, a lot of the pundits have kind of said the same. And it's as if they've never seen this Monaghan team play. It's like, when, when push comes to shove, they always show up. Now, right. If Dublin if Dublin play to, to their capabilities, if they play like they did in the in the third and fourth quarter against Mayo, of course they'll win this game. They're, I think they're six point handicap favourites with a lot of the bookies. Um, but I'm going to make the argument for Monaghan, Go on. and the argument for Monaghan is, and, and you can say it's league form, you can say what you like. Dublin every time they look for a challenge match against some county during the championship, they always call the Monaghan manager. Because they're like, this will be a tight game. It'll be a physical game. Handy trip up the uh, handy trip up the up the M1 as well. Um, and the last four times they've played in, in the league, albeit but Division One games with with plenty on the line, Monaghan have won three and it's been one draw. Monaghan are the only team unbeaten against Dublin in the last six years. Um, Kerry have lost to them once in the last six years. Uh, I know this is I'm tr- I'm trying my best to come up with an argument. I think Conor McManus doesn't maybe start the game. I think they still use him the way that they have used them, and I, I do think Monaghan will keep things tight enough that at forty forty five minutes. Not to get off your train of thought, but does it not make perfect sense for Conor McManus to play empty the tank and come off? May- maybe because what happens if Dublin go out and blitz them, and next thing you're bringing McManus some of the game lost. I think Vinny Corey trusts this group of players to yeah. be with, to be within a, a score or maybe ahead even by forty forty five minutes, and then McManus comes off the bench to rapturous Monaghan applause. Yeah, and Conor McManus isn't the player that he was like five six years ago. It, like, there's a good chance that Conor McManus gets um, you know completely kind of sucked out of the game if mm. he starts yeah. by Dublin whereas if he comes on with tired legs in the back yeah. that's where he's going to be a lot more dangerous I don't think it's just a case of like you have thir- all 30 minutes are created equal Yeah, mm. you know what I mean like you know, you're better off with him later in the game I also think like Conor McCarthy has scored 212 from play in this year's championship from wing back I think he's in the top 6 or 7 scorers in the championship from wing back um, Carlo Connell has been unbelievable from on as well like the, the two uh, Conor Boyle as well that half back line from on has been uh, supreme um, it's one of the ha- best half back lines in the country and I'll argue anyone w- uh, with that um, 
The midfield, maybe Dublin will have the, the advantage for sure. But the man on forward line, it's not just McManus. Jack McCarran has field days a lot of the time against Dublin. I remember league games, he scored 2-5, 1-7. Um, Monaghan don't mind playing the Dubs and Croker either. They're definitely a Croke Park team. They enjoy playing there. Vinnie Corey said that the last day after the Armagh game. Um, and, and defensively, Monaghan are rock solid. There's maybe a lack of pace in the Dublin backline that Monaghan can exploit. Michal Bannigan has had a brilliant year. He has pace. McCarthy and O'Connor are going to come forward at pace. Gary Mohan can cause a bit of trouble in the full forward line as well. Um, how Dublin deal with Rory Beggan's kickouts is, is key because they clearly pushed on the, on the Mayo kickouts. Beggan has the advantage of being able to, if they want to push Beggan, he will launch it over the top into the Monaghan half forward and full forward line and Monaghan can go from there. So they'll have options. Um, I know I'm, I'm trying to say the impossible here, but... Don't rule out Monaghan. I think seven times out of ten Dublin win this match, okay. but three times out of ten Monaghan do. And I, I, I strongly believe there's a there's a there's a chance that Monaghan can can pl- pull on. out one of those three out of ten. Come on, Shane, Monaghan, you're Monaghan, Monaghan by one to three. Hey. <laughs> I was sure what you were going to do was have a nice long monologue about Monaghan. I know. Yeah, Dublin by six. No, uh, no, it has okay. to be done. Monaghan Come on. by three. Come on, the Farney. One to three. Uh, you've convinced me. That's absolutely brilliant. What a rallying call. What an absolutely brilliant <laughs> rallying call. There as well. It wasn't just emotion. Uh, yeah. 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 Dublin plus seven for me. I haven't convinced you of anything. (laughs) No, no, no. You have no. There's a lot of. I've look. I've said all week actually, and I've been having internal arguments here that I feel like some of the conversation about this game has been ridiculous. Like you'd swear Monaghan were, you know, uh, coming off a boat and turning up to Crow Park <laughs> as opposed to being this team who are there thereabouts every every single year and are playing well and have guys like Carl O'Connell playing at his best at a time when we didn't think Sorry. he would be anymore, you know, and they have the most influential goalkeeper in the game and like they're going to have an extra man there because Cluxton's not meeting him in midfield. Is Began more influential I mean? than Cluxton? Right now, mm. right now, in now, football, yeah. mm. I would have to say so. Yeah, mm. do you not think so? Cluxton hasn't been there in three years. Like, I mean, don't get me like I'm not gonna. Um, ah, yeah, no, no. I think miss the influence of Stephen Cluxton by any means. I don't mean in history. I mean in the right game now, right now. I would say, yeah. Colin Boyle was on BM show during the week, and uh, I love Colin and love his analysis. He said though that this, if Monon were to win, he said to Joe, it would be the, one, of the, one of the biggest shocks in Championship history. And I can't like Monon have been a Division One team for ten years. How can that be one of the biggest shocks in championship history? If a Division 3 or 4 team were coming up and, and beating Dublin in an All-Ireland semi-final, granted, it's a massive, massive shock. If Monaghan beat the Dubs on, on Saturday, it'll be a shock to everyone outside of Monaghan. Nobody in Monaghan, the team especially, will be surprised that they've won. I guarantee you Vinnie Corey and his team like expect to win tomorrow. Like 100%, I know yeah. it. They actually expect to beat Dublin. There's no point in an all Ireland semi-final if you don't expect to win. This is it. So I, uh, yeah, so I, I don't agree that it would be a shock. Like, yeah, yeah, because they've be built shock. themselves up for this all year. Like, yeah. a, I could be, And don't forget, Dublin have lost the last two all Ireland semi-finals. They're not unbeatable. They're yeah. not like this impenetrable force that they were in the past. So like, I, I actually, all joking aside, I do. I am going to pick that Dublin pick. Mm. But I'll tell you why. It's like, I think there's more talent in the Dublin team. I think their bench is insane yeah, for Dublin. Take Conor McManus yeah. out, right? And we've seen that they've gone with, whether they do or not, they've gone with much the same as what they did last time. And if you're able to, you know, if the game's tight and you're bringing on Jack McCaffrey and Kieran Kilkenny and Dean Rock, mm-hmm. you know, like just, I'm just, the percentages would tell me that I don't, I don't agree with you that an All Ireland semi final is played 10 times that Monaghan win three of them. I just, uh, you know, and, and that's it's your opinion. I, I know league matches are early yeah, in the championship yeah. and so on. Absolutely. I just think that ultimately Dublin have too much talent and too much um, big game experience that I just, I think the the chances are, I think it's a close game that they slightly tre- stretch away with it in the end, but that Monaghan give a good account of themselves. But again, I'm not suggesting that this is a lock or anything like that. I would be between 
four to six and plus seven, but I just you know just one of those things that it feels like it could end up being a nine point game that mm. didn't feel like it was yeah. as distant as that. You know, so it's it not been said in a disrespectful way to Monaghan or who like as a, honestly, and it's not playing for the person beside me right now. I feel like there's been massive disrespect to them and what they've done over the last you know fifteen years mm. uh, and how relevant they've managed to stay. I'd, honestly, it's like. Leitrim have gone on a mad championship run and got to the semi-final and are yeah. p- rocking up against Dublin because we're not we're not in that kind of category at yeah, all. Like, yeah. How much did that make us down to neutrals willing a Kerry against Dublin final? Because I feel like we'll get on to Derry in a second, but I feel like people in the second game have even gone. Everyone uh, wants Kerry. Yeah, the neutrals I, want. I find it strange. I understand that we want them to collect, but like semi-finals are their own thing. And if you had a big win for Monaghan uh, tomorrow. It would eclipse anything that could happen in a final. It'll be one of the greatest days in GEA history. You know what I mean? Because of the the type of county it is, the type of support that they have, and the type mm. of history. You know, and not making what was it one final in however many years. You I know, so like, yeah. like I think that, why are we always looking down the lens for the next thing? You know, we've got a class weekend coming. Mm. So you're going double plus seven then. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. But it's like as if I talked around everything but Dublin plus seven and then gone for that. But I think you have to go with the numbers yeah. here. And as as the person in joint last place in this yeah, three-man risk. tournament, mm-hmm. also second place, I suppose, yeah. um, that's what I'm going for. Okay, I'm going to meet you in the middle with these ones. And I'm going for Dublin between four and six. Okay. Just very impressed by how they played the second half against Mayo. Um, can't look past that. If they're to find themselves into trouble, to be able to bring the calibre of multiple All-Stars off the bench could be huge in a game like this as well. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling they're getting back to that level again. Maybe not where they were previously, but even a bit improved on last year. So I think Dublin by 4-6. to six. They lost by a point to carry in the semi-final last year. With a the idea kick. that Dublin have completely collapsed you know, or are not where they were or whatever. Maybe they're not like yeah. where they were, but they're very they're still at the top level. Like, yeah, know? and even like the Mayo yeah. game, it's a ball being kept in play is the difference really between the teams that year as well. It's a kick of a ball on mm. both occasions. So um what I mean is they're not at the dominant stage that they were previously. But yeah, I think Dublin by four to six. Okay. Derry against Kerry then. Uh, I did enjoy Jack O'Connor's comments during the week, Mick, which is basically like, look, Derry got away playing. They're going to go out and try and stop us. That's their prerogative. Nine games. Yeah. Mm. Is he trying to get them to encourage them to play outside of the comfort zone football. for the sake of proving Jack O'Connor wrong? Mm. I think with Derry... I think what Derry just would have done in the past, I presume. I think with Derry moved the ball into their forward line, they're a very attractive team on the eye, but sometimes, like in the court game, I just feel like there's a little bit more from them, or you're hoping for a little bit more yeah. from them. Look, I'm as critical of, like boring styles of play as anyone I would say um, I find when it gets to an all in semi-final if the game is close uh, there's so much in the line that I think styles of play don't matter as much mm-hmm. I don't know if they don't matter at all I think we could still be driven to sleep in the first half if it ends up being a 4-all mm-hmm. you know 50 men behind the ball at all times but at the same time I, I wouldn't be as concerned about it as if we were having this discussion earlier in the season you know um, I don't want to go first in this one because I, I don't know uh, Will I think you haven't gone go first, first. Yeah. I haven't gone first yet yeah. I fancy Kerry I fancy Kerry because the way they swatted away at Tyrone the last day this Derry team the only time that they really kind of let us down over the last while was the semi-final last year Yeah, they've been very impressive across the last two championships so by no means do I want this to sound like it's some kind of insult towards Derry because I've been very impressed by them generally and I like 
kind of got on board with Declan Bogue's point on PM last night too where he said Shane McGuigan is probably the most important player to any county at the moment with the importance that yeah. he has for this Derry team I just wonder if Kerry can maybe stifle the supply to McGuigan is there going to be enough of a share of scores elsewhere to get past this Kerry team because Kerry have got that kind of consistency of scoring about them mm-hmm. and I worried I think we all did the last day Shane about the midfield with Kerry as well. Yeah. We wondered in the post-David Moran era up against an established Tyrone midfield who had run the show in a All-Ireland final in very recent memory as well. We were thinking maybe they can just get enough ball in the middle third but Kerry were able to still manoeuvre the ball around the field and get behind Tyrone consistently the last time out. I think Kerry by four to six in this one and I'm kind of hedging my bets a little bit by a bit of a bigger margin I normally would mm. I think I'd go 1-3 to three if we were equal at the top at the moment yeah. I need to try and take that margin point so mm. I'm going 4-6 to six. I, I agree with you the midfield battle is going to be crucial like the Kerry, the Kerry midfield were questioned and questioned before that Tyrone game I think the Tyrone midfield is the second best midfield in the country the Kerry midfield is incredible I think it's the best midfield in the country Derry I mean Brendan Rodgers and, and Conor Glass uh, Tyrone weren't themselves no they weren't and there's like, no reason why the Kerry midfield can't have a similar day like they did the last day David Clifford was, was reasonably quiet the last day as was Shane McGuigan and as, as has been said in the build up you know great forwards are rarely quiet for two weeks in a row so I'd expect both McGuigan and Clifford to have brilliant games on Sunday um, Oren Lynch coming out with the ball is going to be interesting because Kerry are one of those teams that can catch you out very much so if you lose possession quickly Kerry can run up the field and they have the pace in the forward line to, to really strike at your heart um, Derry never panic and Paddy Bradley made a, a bit of a rallying call on the show this morning where he's basically saying Derry are very good front runners they're going to attack that first 15-20 minutes try and get a, a few points ahead and they love being front runners so if they get a, a two or three point advantage they'll absolutely lap that up and tap over the scores play their game that the, the way they played against Cork I wouldn't be concerned with the performance against Cork uh, they obviously missed the penalty at the end and uh, as Kieran Mina said after the match like, it wasn't the day for flamboyant football there was maybe a breeze there that people couldn't re- uh, notice on TV um, and Derry just got the job done got to a semi-final I think the reaction to last year's semi-final performance and defeat to Galway will still be in their heads they'll probably have a point to prove in their minds Um Having said all that, Kerry's performance, and I thought Tyrone might might bring it closer to them or even beat them in that quarterfinal. Tyrone just didn't show up. Kerry were brilliant. Um, and if Clifford has a good day, if Shawnee O'Shea has a good day, and even if if, if, like, if Chrissy McCaig, as I expect him to pick up um, Clifford, like even if he, Chrissy, Chrissy has a brilliant game on Clifford, like he's opening the game up for, for the rest of them, Ganey and O'Shea and, and Paddy Clifford, um, I think it's going to be a tighter game than people expect. Derry have been uh, similarly to Monaghan I think disrespected in the, in the build up and there's no reason why Derry can't win this game but I just think Kerry are going to nick it by 1-3 by to three. OK Mick Well there's no point in picking the same things as Shane but <laughs> That shouldn't be your reason So, so here, here, here's where I am In 2011 when Donegal kind of burst out of nowhere under Jim McGuinness and had that year where they weren't quite there yet you know but they were a bloody nuisance and one Ulster you know were a few minutes away from beating Dublin in the semi-final I had a bet on them to win the 2012 All-Ireland a few days after that Hmm. a nice bet came true (laughs) obviously (laughs) you remember that one Uh, I do yeah and that's I'm thinking along the lines now Derry's story isn't the same and it isn't uh it isn't, you know, the exact same, but there are similarities. They didn't perform in the semi-final last year, whereas I think Donegal did. They just weren't kind of at the evolutionary stage in 2011. But for me all year now, I've thought that Derry could be a dark horse for the All-Ireland. I still think they've got a great chance to do it. Um, 
I think that they actually will match up well to Kerry in a lot of, and I think they will stifle Kerry. Um, and I, I'm leaning, I was leaning all week towards picking them. And just what's coming into my head a little bit is there's a few little flashes of the Kerry performance against Throne. I thought Sean O'Shea looked more like Sean O'Shea than he's yeah, been yeah. all year. Mm. And that would worry me because I, for me, I was kind of almost thinking that Kerry haven't been a full pitch and they could get there now and it wouldn't be unusual for Kerry to kind of come in and it'd be irrelevant what they do up until all in quarterfinal stage. Yeah. The other thing is the thing that nobody's talking about, lads, and it's like, it has to come up at some stage and I know it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but Derry's manager has been changed mm. and it's a, he was a, more of a coach than a manager and I'm not saying that what's replaced isn't a... Um, a good enough replacement or anything like that but in my thinking of we get better each year and we're on a journey here that's kind of gone now like those methods are out the door it's a, it, it's in some ways a new journey for Derry you know I'm sure a lot of the things are going to mm. be continued on and so on but I think I haven't heard um, that mentioned once in the analysis this week and I can't believe that it isn't a factor I can't believe that it doesn't matter that this renowned coach who, you know, is kind of going from job to job because of the type of work he does. This dairy team is almost seen as the personification of Rory Gallagher for the last year and a half. That was always an narrative around this. You know, um, I can't see how that doesn't have effect on their football. Having said that, point. though, since since um, Mina took, took the reins, like they've beaten, they drew with Monaghan, beat Donegal and Clare and Cork. So the results haven't been... But they haven't had that... No, the performance that you're talking about. They haven't had yeah. the performance, but they also haven't had that test. They haven't yeah, had yeah, that... big team, yeah. They haven't had the carry. You know, yeah. if, they, if they're coming in here after all them, you're thinking, right, it's going to be a step up anyway. Mm. What have they got, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm saying we haven't seen them be truly tested yet mm. um, in that. Like, even the group, even the Monaghan game or whatever, like, you know, it's... Yeah, you know, these are the first game of the group. These are group stages. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And we and we're all kind of feeling everything out at that stage. It's not do or die. Uh this is. And for that alone and for the and for the fact that Kerry, you know, you tend to come good at this point, I'll probably go with them. I was gonna go one to three. Uh I I have to go, I suppose, four to six just to kind of if, if Shane's gonna win this, let him win it at a canter. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it could be it could be a pivotal weekend for you, yeah, Shane. Could be. Could right. be. I'd, I don't mind finishing last place if there's a chance of first. There you go. Oh, if Monaghan win, I'll, I'll, the open top bus parade is the quick fix is over. Right. <laughs> game over. Game set and match, lads. Right. Good luck to the Fernie Army tomorrow, Shane. Enjoy us. They've been the quick picks. Gaelic football on off the ball with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. <laughs>